0: This episode of Verbal Tap brought to you by NogiBJJGear.com.
1: Use the promotional code of VERBALTAP15 to get 15% off of your order. Do it!
0: We were hot on the mic and an all night broadcast on Saturday to talk some UFC coverage in exciting but never ending fights, which is not a bad name for a movie. And I would like to just, you know, I was really political, Raph, and some people gave us some harsh feedback. You might need to keep some of that to myself. And I'd like to take this moment before we start the show to apologize to absolutely nobody. It's time for Verbal <laughs> Tap, the show that proves fighting. Way easier from outside of the political conventions because, well, we can arm ourselves with tanks, Air 15s whatever we want. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Rafa Esparza. Raf, how are you? Long weekend of fight coverage for you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm still alive on air right now, if I'm
1: being honest. You, I think I just have a camera set up permanently to just have me on air.
0: You spend more time on air than off. I was actually thinking about this <laughs> over the weekend. I was like, Raph did a solid 13 hours, I think, on Sunday.
1: At a certain point, I feel like I'm a gigapet inside of a little machine that people just occasionally feed on air.
0: God bless the work you're doing, because if you did miss out, I I was making comments about how UFC is essentially the new Major League Baseball. That's not a compliment. No. fucking long. It takes forever (laughs) to get through these days. The undercards, the four fights, we lost Cute Labia. It was a tough night. We'll get to that. We're going to get to yesterday's events because I'm going to make a public declaration early that should hook people. Craig Jones is out. I am just unbelievably stunned at how bad he got. And maybe it's because of who he's training with. That's going to be all part of my Sports Center hot takes. I'll, I'll have a straight face by then. You watched the wrestling submission underground. I'm very curious your thoughts on that, slash, like if it was a hybrid of pro and real. That was just, no. Uh, no? Okay, just real?
1: No, just real, which was very disappointing. As I said,
0: why do we have a cage here then? Wasted opportunity. If you can't at least climb up on it once, I, I don't know what we're doing. But we want to start with the biggest news: Daniel Cormier is officially retired. Never good when your coach comes out and says it. Raph, I was thinking about this from like a. If you were like, Kevin should just not be podcasting anymore. It's time to go into consulting. It's like, oh, that's uh. <laughs> not great what were your thoughts as you heard one of the greatest wrestlers and mixed martial arts fighter of the last 15 years is finally hanging it up at age 41
1: look out craft services table <laughs> now listen let's be real dc has a story career we've always loved to kid around and and prod him because that essentially is who he is. That is who you see him behind the scenes. It's who you see, uh, you know, ribbing with Khabib back and forth their weird odd couple situation that they always have, which will be a sitcom in the future. I promise you, but there's something very respectful about that. Obviously. Yeah. Mentioning yourself in the realm of a Michael Jordan, you know, not really my favorite stuff in the world, but you can definitely make the case that man, the people he beat, career he held the few losses that he does have on his record are indicative of a guy who has made an impression here in the UFC and in ways that many people would have never even have considered so I was very pleased to hear that he's going to do that I of course um you know I look forward to seeing him around and doing stuff and of course playing the telestrator and becoming our version of a john madden have you guys thought about that when he marks up on that tv screen you don't get the fact
0: that he's our john madden hmm? i hadn't put that correlation together but i like it mm-hmm. especially from a thanksgiving perspective um we just need to add mills agrees my dog's like i love dc uh, i want to start with where his career started And this Mm. is one of my favorites. Um, Hold on. Let me yell at my dog. And you may have. But he started in community college and then went to Oklahoma State. Yes. And I mean, listen, dude, we all have a lot of respect
1: for wrestling. Obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about it for the wrestling underground a little bit later. But looking at the kind of career that he had, being able to translate that, not just to the Olympics and going through what those trials are, which are intense. And then finding success over at Strike Force. And again, the children here might not truly understand what Strike Force was. But at a time when the USC was still essentially the monopoly, Strike Force was trying to give them a good run for their money. And yet, for as much as they had going wrong, there were some things that they had going right. And him beating Josh Barnett is still one of those most epic slams you'll ever see in the big boy division. But. He did so and overcame so many different athletic types, uh, so many different styles. And a lot of it was due to that base with his wrestling. But over the years, he developed a really strong striking style. And I think that it complemented uh, his wrestling so that people would always say, Oh, he's just a wrestler. And it's like, Well, I mean, he's knocked out a few people too. So
0: the man's uh, a fighter. For, yeah. Just and I'm looking at his resume and oh my God, I just you forget really his. His wrestling resume from freestyle to Greco-Roman to, to Olympic participation, Colby Community to Oklahoma State. I just love his story, and it's partially why I think he's so damn good at the commentary side, and has always been very good at the fight promotion side. For a nice guy, he got John Jones all pissed off. He Brock Lesnar, who made the news again today as a free agent. I don't know what that means. Rap. Does that mean it's time to leverage Dana White's obsession with his? Uh, physique, which says a lot more about Dana White than, than it does about Brock Lesnar, who's been absolutely terrible in the cage for a long time, is this just, I guess, he's really made some careers out of people, to the point where Brock Lesnar can still make it on ESPN with, he's a free agent, it's like, oh god, I, world wrestling's such a draw, that now we're just like, what do you mean he's a free agent, and it just means he hasn't signed his next show up from retirement with my golf clubs gig for, for the WWE <laughs> Daniel Cormier has always been in and I do want to ask you if we'll see him in that that next arena if we think now there's a chance he hits the WWE because the man's wrestling career is unbelievable and I love that you call out the Barnett win because people need to understand Josh Barnett was the baddest man on the planet and picking him up and throwing him even now would be very dangerous very very dangerous Wins two belts, crushes some of our our really. Stipe was just a a great first win in that one. We didn't know he could be beat like that. And Stipe's still never been able to quite give him the same type of handling he gave out. I'm really going to miss him in the cage. I'm excited that I will not miss him outside of the cage because he will be there. He's still going to be talking. Yeah.
1: And let's also point out, defended With the two belts, which was a a very nice little moniker for him as well. Because once he won the light heavyweight, I mean, it was nice to watch him be an active competitor. I mean, now Amanda Nunez is is taking that mantle and running with it in whatever weight division. In fact, I think they're just making extra weight divisions for her because she's just – she's doing her thing
0: too. So They better raise it up find somebody a lot bigger because I I don't see anyone – Her size is smaller, beating her anytime soon. You know, I want to say that, you know when sometimes your wires get a little crossed and
1: they announce who, uh, do you know who she's fighting next by any chance? No. Okay, so it's announced that her next fight is against Megan Anderson. So, okay, sure, I guess that's where we're at. But because somebody is in the news consistently in the pop radio format. My first time I read it was, and it was right next to what was trending is I was like, Amanda Nunez is going to fight Megan the stallion. (laughs) Oh man, that's going to be weird. I didn't know Megan the stallion fight. Oh no, Megan Anderson. Oh yeah, that makes more sense, but would pay to see the two of them have a rap battle. So just saying would be a lot of fun. Don't overlook it.
0: There was a lot of like sad news for Anderson Silva and I was like, oh, he's not, he needs a hip replacement or something like that. They were like, no, he just has one more fight. And I was like, <laughs> sadder news would be, and it's against Amanda Nunez. So he's going to end it <laughs> with a loss. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, Daniel Corbier, if you recall and I want to give him a teammate shout out because I love this. And I, I don't always love it when people avoid their teammates, but he came from the team based environment. And. Cain Velasquez was the champ in the, in the heavyweight. That's why he went light heavy. That was the whole, the whole reason for putting himself through what was not his natural size, which is just some determination and teamwork and effing cool. And it's worth noting, you and I know some behind-the-scenes people in the commentary game. Everyone loves DC. It is yep. not a persona you see. They love this man, which matters especially in this game because oh man do people not say that about John Jones. No. And if you're talking about our fight careers are pretty much a wash, I'd rather have DC's criminal record than I would John Jones as well as what people say about him. Hats off to him on just uh, an extremely illustrious career. And here's the beautiful part that Kevin and I
1: get to do, which is we get to transfer critiquing him as a fighter to now critiquing him as a media personality. And those are two different sets of criteria, And I am very much looking forward to making fun of his terrible dad jokes at the commentary booth.
0: I can't wait till he and Paul Felder have a boring question off. Uh, It'll be... (laughs) (laughs) I am so upset with Paul Felder. It started on Fight Island. I'm using air quotations because I think it was more like, fight, fight, United Arab Emirates, or downtown Abu Dhabi. It doesn't really... It just didn't feel like an island. I didn't see Dolphins once. There is so much about what D.C. does that I will not complain about in terms of the Paul Felder mistakes because he never looks super confused. And with D.C. and Dominic Cruz does this sometimes when he's at his best. But Dominic Cruz's first instinct is to judge and coach and mm. judge and coach and critique, not to like <laughs> explain. That is what D.C. does. He explains, like, well, he's going to want to turn his hip, and just the way he kind of gets into it really makes me happy. I would like to say, if you'd like to dress in the champion's gear, com, you can find some things that will help you slim down just from an appearance perspective if you also have that that man, D.C., Oklahoma, middle-of-the-country physique. Or, obviously, if you have like a good jiu-jitsu physique, it just all, it all looks good no matter what. NogiBJJGear.com. Put it in Verbal Tap 15. We love them. You will get a discount, and we'll get a little shout-out. Buy three BJJ apparel, get one free, mix and match. Choose any. Rash guards, bats, and shorts. NogiBJJGear.com. Raph, I want to change gears. Okay. I want to get to the fact that Craig Jones has lost that love and feeling. And he needs he needs Tom Cruise and Goose to sing to him like I've never heard. Notice I didn't say Gordon and Gary. Is it possible Dinah lost his touch? Most of his team is um upset about mask and science, even though they seem oh, to understand shit. the the science of like what a what an arm bar is. Hold Although, on, let me get into my car. I've gotta complain. <laughs> I Gary is getting awfully close. Then I see him like putting a guitar video out. It's like Well, somebody's got some extra time on their hands. I do. I obviously am just firing this in jest, but Mason Fowler, whom was my Pokemon, if we recall, several around the mats ago. The guy is now the antidote to what has been an unsolvable Australian New York City problem. What happened?
1: Well, according to the Internet, Mason did not engage. In regulation, which okay, so we get to overtime.
0: They were in a cage, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They're in a cage. A lot of people will say that uh, Craig Jones butt scooting toward him is proactive action. They just have two weird styles, and I think that the hard part is I don't have the answer to just saying, "Well, yes," internet commenter. I will give this man my leg and I will lose for your respect. So it's a little bit of calm Zambi. (laughs) (laughs) But, Kev, I would tell you, it was an interesting EBI overtime because Craig is pretty good at the overtime. He's done it before. And, you know, it's something that I know they work on very heavily with the Danaher Death squad. Mason was overlooked at what he could do with this ebi overtime of course as you famously remember last time the two of them when they were matched up he was able to get him to make a noise in which it was considered a verbal tap thank you for the seo appreciate (laughs) you guys and i would tell you that that almost seemed to with a refs miscall, one might say it seemed to take away from what mason was doing very well in this particular opportunity mason made a very unconventional submission happen to the point, Kevin, where I looked at him and I said, for a guy who doesn't follow pro wrestling, eh, Mason Fowler seems to finish people with pro wrestling finishers. He originally did a variation of Daniel Bryan's Yes Lock previously at somebody. And I go, did you know what that is? And he's just kind of like, oh, yeah, I do that sometimes. And I go, do you know that it's a pro wrestling move? Oh, is it? I was like, are you fucking in there? Do you really know that? Damn. <laughs> Cut to this. And this one was essentially a camel clutch. But the key that I had to watch and really kind of figure out here is Mason was telling us that the key for his finish was really clamping on that body triangle and putting it and sucking it towards where the hips is. So when you do a squeeze, really targeting that squeeze on a compression near the hip. And you could see that to the point where he didn't really have that traditional uh, under over grip that you normally have from the back in an EBI position. Instead, Craig was almost more with his chest oddly upped while getting pulled at that bottom body triangle with uh, the legs and squeezed like it looked super painful and Craig ended up tapping. So then we saw people start to make fun of them. And I said, well, I better get on board here. So after we finished that, I made a meme in which, you know, we put the camel clutch thing. You know, Iron Sheik, it's a huge thing. People, break your back, make you humble, all that sort of stuff. It's great SEO for WWE as well. So I guess what we're saying to Mason is thank you very much. And if you're worried how Craig Jones might have responded, he did applaud it in the comment section and said, well played which I think is internet code for I'm going to kill you, Raph. So it's been nice knowing you guys.
0: Yeah, and I want to be the one that said it. You have to, the internet always has, like, um, they default to their favorite, which is, well, we love Craig Jones. Sure, if you want to fight and engage, he has to play someone else's game to get in there. And this is the part that starts to get me a little bit about some of the Danaher Death Squad choices, which is Craig, I assume, was on his ass boot scooting for a good chunk of it.
1: Yeah, there was one point when they kind of got up to wrestle a little bit, and I think Craig just pushed Mason into the cage uh like uh, to bounce off against it that was the extent of the wrestling so i I understand craig's frustration it's a
0: fight so you can do that like get up engage this is the part about jujitsu that does frustrate the internet if it's done by somebody else you you cannot get in a leg entanglement with craig you absolutely 100 don't want to do it it's not a winning strategy so what you have to do is make him come into your waters. And that is the part where if like this was professional golfing and Tiger just couldn't putt, people wouldn't be like, Well, he should have chipped it in, the idiot. Like, what was he thinking? Why didn't he just hole and won it? It's like that's not how this works. It's not how any of this works. You have to make adjustments. If you're two minutes into the fight, they're not playing your game, play theirs. Get them into a spot where you can grapple them into into the positions you want, but it's difficult if you're so focused on being like, well, I'm only going to play legs until we get to overtime. Props to Eddie Bravo again. The other thing I think with Mason Fowler is we're seeing people evolve in that EBI rule set. He's obviously been drilling it. He's come up with something that works for him from a crushing your ribs and making it hard to breathe perspective, which really seems to loosen your neck up when you're fighting somebody. And this is what this is, what's going to happen when that type of rule set becomes now, I don't know, six years old, seven years old. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's the good Looking news for our fact Checker who's just uh, <laughs> smoking a doobie and drinking some bourbon. He's like, what? I'm just cruising Amazon. I see you.
1: So, yeah, you're definitely going to have some people who are going to not enjoy it, but let's appreciate it for what it is. That's the rule set. Mason won. Craig's going to be fine. They've already launched him up for his next big challenge, which is going to be Roberto Jimenez. Now, Kev, what if I were to tell you that Flow Grappling issued a little bit of a statement
0: that might have sounded foolish? Would you believe that? I just wouldn't, Raf. They're so mm. tactful and good in these mm-hmm. situations and never— act like a little mini grappling gesta- I, it's t- I'm, that's overstating it because i'm giving them mm-hmm. maybe more impact than they deserve they are um the the mitch mcconnell of grappling most of the time it's it's just a lot of their own agenda they just don't see it your way but what did they do i assume they're like can't fight for us now how close am i They announced on there, who's
1: number one, or as we like to say on this show, who does number two work for? (sighs) On that show, they announced that Craig Jones' mystery opponent is Roberto Jimenez. However, in a social media post, to just congratulate themselves, they put the following text there's a 0% chance you guessed Roberto would take on Craig on October 2nd. To which I responded, except for me guessing it live on the air yesterday before you even posted it. Shut up. Like, it's one thing to create. <laughs> this is that hard to suss out. Like, it's just. <laughs> it's... There's like 15 guys who are competing right now. At a certain point, you just mix and match the names and you might be on the dartboard. But yes, I was posing it that maybe Craig Jones's next challenge is going to be Roberto because of the way things may play out. If he would have won, they would have done that with Sug. So now that Chael is doing that meme of like the dude who's looking at a new girlfriend while his old girlfriend is looking at him, that's essentially what's happening with Mason and Craig. I would tell you this, though. I just feel that the best way to respond to someone self-congratulating themselves is to self-congratulate yourself. So when I saw that, normally I wouldn't even put that up. I'd just be like, oh, that's so silly. Whatever. But then I thought, is a 0% chance? Like, why do we have MMA athletes and jiu-jitsu athletes who are so abhorrently convinced they need to tell you how little they understand about math? A 0% chance means They're just saying you guys could not have seen that one coming, except you probably did. And you know what? When I'm here, coked out on my mind, doing nine hours of straight talking, (laughs) and I somehow land a bullseye from fucking incoherence at a certain point on those shows. What the fuck? That should be a low percentage. And me just shooting up and hitting from half court is... Not super remarkable to me. And yet you guys were taking a victory lap. So that's why to me, I just say this. I know a lot of people create shirts that say fuck flow or they don't enjoy flow. I get it. We hear you. It's fun to give them shit. So find that middle ground and just (laughs) tell them when they do posts like that, that mean absolutely nothing. Oh, come on now. Whoever's running your social media, just chill. I know you want my engagement. You have it. But at least don't be that stupid about it. Anyway, end rant there. I would like to tell you about some of these results, Kev.
0: Yeah, was uh, give us some other fights.
1: All right. Loewen putting in work, she looks amazing continuously. She does win in uh, overtime, I believe, uh, via armbar. And uh, that was a fun little match. I mean, Amanda was trying to essentially work from guard. She was trying to get a hip heist going the entire time. Didn't quite have it going. Didn't so someone tell did her you're supposed
0: to just take it to overtime? It's arm barring during
1: regulation. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, 100%. It was Mason Fowler outside of the cage going, Here's my secret. Uh, No, I don't know. She just literally is somebody who is very smiley. She put up a really awesome post with her opponent, Jillian Robertson from the UFC. They were in good spirits, and she just thanked her for giving her the challenge and the opportunity. And I have to say that's going to be a recurring theme that we'll talk about in a few minutes. Then Richie Martinez defeated Ben Egley. I keep wanting to say his name differently. But I beat him in overtime, which was really, really fun to see. That was supposed to be uh, Boogie versus Brent Primus or Primus, depending on how you like to say it. Uh, He didn't correct me, which I actually was a huge fan of. I was like, did I say your name wrong the whole time? He goes, yeah, yeah, but, you know, no big. So appreciate him. Would love to still see that match. Uh, Roberto did defeat Jesse Taylor. Now, you know, we have our friend Dane Donovan, who likes to come in and do comments during our live programs. Let this be another cautionary tale to all of you who watch these shows. He tried to instigate a bet with me and said, hey, Raph, how could you have Roberto against Jesse on this one? And I said, I like Jesse. He's really good. But I mean, Roberto's got a lot of momentum and he's young and he's super strong as well, which is normally like what people say about Jesse. So you just kind of want to take the bet. That's smart. And he goes, I hear what you're saying, Raph. And that's why Loser shaves their beard. Now, first of all, that doesn't even make any sense. An internet guy watching our show is going to tell me that his beard is as valuable as my facial hair. Mm -mm. Do you know how many broadcasts I'm on? I'm... More insured with my facial hair than Jennifer Lopez is with her ass. So when this man <laughs> oh, is trying no, to tell fine. me. I'm,
0: I'm going to put a flag next to that shut one, but go shut on. Up, okay, okay, go. okay. <laughs> I've learned
1: a lot from Flow Grappling, social media guy. <laughs> yeah, yo, just they would never have that <laughs> kind of
0: clever comparison. Are you joking?
1: <sighs> anyway, I know that's a stupid comparison,
0: but <laughs> stay
1: with me here. I want to make sure that when people issue stupid challenges and I very politely tell them, listen to me, I am a compulsive gambler. You do not want to do that. And yet they still try to egg me on. I go, I'm not taking your bet. And when Roberto made quick work of Jesse, he quickly responded. Thank you for your mercy, sir. I appreciate it.
0: (laughs) Per capita, my ass is as large as J. Lo's. That is not the point of your (laughs) metaphor. I I will say you do spend a lot more camera time, so this is manicured. And I'm not suggesting you have a Donald Trump Jr. situation, where the only thing that defines your chin from your non-neck and chest is a beard. Um, I would never be so bold because you still you still grapple. But I uh, I wouldn't shave my beard either for for that type of challenge. I don't have one currently, but you get the you get the same gist.
1: I'm just saying, Kev. I'm a guy who appears on camera a certain way, and if somebody sees something different. They might tell me something like, no video, Raph. We're good. You shaved. Just don't like the way you look with your face. My wife gives me so much shit when I have had no facial hair on the face. She's been like, "I, you know, this marriage is really. It's on the rocks. On the rocks right now. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. So it's very strange when she'll tell people that. And I go, I guess I'm going to keep it. So uh, props to Pierre Leclic or Leclic. I don't know how to say that last name. So I'm just going to skip over that one. Krelnston and PJ Barch was a lot of fun. Hey, I will tell you, still
0: of I like fun. both those names.
1: Uh, if I'm going to make an announcement, I might say that was the match of the week because holy fuck, that was good. Also super impressive. Frank Rosenthal defeating Phil Schwartz. Very solid armbar on his part. Justin Reneck also gets a uh, win over Don Stoner who did make it pretty competitive, but uh justin was winning i would say the exchanges in terms of the match and uh it was pretty fun to watch those two Aaron teagues defeating nicholas Maximov with kev they did it in the gi which i didn't know they were going to do so that was interesting to I me didn't
0: know that was allowed at submission underground
1: awesome didn't either and it's got to be a confusing as fuck night for people who are tuning in for wrestling
0: underground a little early and going huh But yes, tunes of throwback to UFC one. It's like, what are they doing in the gi with the cage? (laughs) It does look badass. It just does. It's like you forget GSP always wore those badass high to the cage. It's like looks awesome. This looks
1: dope. I still to this day, I wonder if you could just wear a gi, but then wear the Reebok jersey over
0: that and say, "Eh?" does this Mm -hmm. count? I can't believe somebody hasn't been like Reebok. Can you please make me a gi? Just go on Etsy. There's got to be somebody that can combine those two things. <laughs> but. So
1: with that, you also had Aaron Teagues doing something very impressive, which is in EBI overtime, getting a bow and arrow choke.
0: <sighs> from back <sighs> Oh, damn it. My favorite, by the way. Nothing okay. makes me happier. In the gi or just no, no gi or well, gi? It was gi. Oh, okay. okay. I'm just Aaron Teagues
1: check. was doing it.
0: You know, they go to overtime and you
1: start on the back, which is a little bit of a different game when you do have the gi. And it's something that I'm always interested to see how people play. And he was threatening that uh, bow and arrow choke a couple times. Like he had a very good sleeve control grip throughout a bulk of the match. And Nicholas Maximoff was trying for a Kimura at some point, which is one of his power moves. So it was a very interesting match all around. So kudos to those gents. And then, of course, friend of the show, who I'll be interviewing later this week, one Chase Davis, wins in quick fashion over Kyle Hinkle via heel hook. So that was your submission underground. I would tell you this, it was a nice tight two hour show and man, if you really got to go watch one thing, go watch PJ and go watch Ethan because they really give you a lot for a short amount of a time and PJ and and Ethan are just two people we have a high amount of respect for their jujitsu game. PJ
0: PJ is always like ready to fight, however you want, even for a tenth planet guy. Right, it's just very heavy in the wrestling game. And Ethan Krellson just only goes one speed, which is Tasmanian Devil. He doesn't. Yeah. Have, he doesn't have like a leisurely walk or a chill. And Ethan's one of those people. I actually I'll give Ethan and PJ credit. If if you won't fight in their game, they will fight in yours. So that's a fun matchup. I'll, I'll go watch that one. So yeah, tell me let's about get, let's wrestling. ping pong to wrestling. This is a little bizarre for me. I don't yeah. recognize many of the fighters, but I, you and I love making fun of Chael Sonnen. We just haven't mm-hmm. had a lot of content outside of that, like dark room with the candles. He's been giving us commentary in that looks like it's somewhere underground. He's just a cat away from being uh, grappling Dana. He is doing some fun. Things and keeping our interest, and I was obviously like everyone. It's not a big deal, but I effing love the NCAA tournament when they bring the wrestlers. It is some of the highest level anything you will ever watch. It's so athletic, and so to to get these, and I like flow wrestling, right? I love it when Jordan Burroughs does anything. So to give them another platform like this, which we haven't traditionally seen very often. Pretty cool, but I'm curious your thoughts. It doesn't sound like anyone was wearing masks or anything.
1: Well, actually, during the weigh-in, some of the wrestlers, I think, wore more masks than the jujitsu guys. I don't know what that means, but hey, kudos to them. And I think I saw Chael had the mask like underneath his chin, so it was more than I expected it to be. So, okay, we'll start with that. I want to tell you this, Kev. It's weird watching wrestling with a cage. Because when you see these guys get over to what would normally be, say, mats in a gym, they kind of go, hey, man, you know, whatever. This is wrestling unless we're fighting MMA. And guess what? It's kind of what it became. And that first instance when you saw somebody use the cage to get a double leg takedown made me think, oh, fuck, right. When they like to mix the different cultures, you know, when we talk about jujitsu jitsu with MMA fighters – All I can think about is all of those MMA fighters who were wrestlers. I mean, listen, DC's free. Put him in there. Hey, listen, (sighs) you can make a number of things very exciting. Today I got the opportunity to speak with one uh, Kai Kamalka who had an amazing submission, or not submission, but fight of the night bonus for his very first at-bat at UFC 252, even surpassing the fight between Jim Miller and Vince Bichelle.
0: And Vince Bichelle being like, I mean, I would have liked the fight bonus. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no way. I, I just don't have the brass to be like, but I don't think you deserved it from hell, Michelle. <laughs> I, I was already too nervous he was going to find out I picked Jim Miller. So I can imagine you were in a little bit of like a tight <laughs> spot of like, I mean, I disagree. But you know what? Talk it out. To be fair, if he goes back to watch
1: me do the commentary for that match. Uh, oops. Or he watches my interview with Kai. Who knows what he might think. But I would tell you this. Both of those amazing fights. Very much love them. But Kai, when I asked him, I said, hey, man, would you do Wrestling Underground? I saw you were watching it yesterday. He's like, oh, man, absolutely. That looks like so much fun. And it just makes me wonder, okay, all you have to t- do is take the footage that you got yesterday and start to shape that in the same way it appealed to to say all of us when we saw one or two big names and then saw opportunities for people that you said, oh, it would be kind of nice if Austin Vanderford took on somebody who is in jujitsu. That would be kind of interesting. Let's see how that goes. So it's got the makings of stuff. I would like to give a few little notes. Would you like to know what some of those are? Absolutely. Including more power bombs. I don't know. (laughs) Um. I would like to see because there was a little bit of, you know, folk style and Greco explanations and all that sort of such uh, that were told to me by our friends, the Areola brothers, Rich and Jason appreciate them coming on and uh, highlighting some of the difference. I didn't see any real signage for that. It might have been on there. I just missed it. But I think that's the sort of thing that if you're bringing in a new audience, you definitely want to educate them or you think that people stuck around from the jiu-jitsu side because it got bad news for you. A lot of the jujitsu people, they don't know. This is very new to them. And granted, wrestling has been
0: on a- large add platforms me to that like list. The Olympics. Like I could really use a Travis Conley when I'm like, why doesn't he just pin him? It's like that's not what they're trying to do. Oh, that's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the goal? Just throw him. Oh, all right.
1: <laughs> right, especially when you go. But why would you know? Oh, okay. I'll go with it. So I was pleased with it. I'll have to go back and listen to Chael's commentary on that one. I suspect it might be a little bit better than even what he does for uh, the jiu-jitsu because sometimes the jiu-jitsu is a little simplistic. Um, You know, he's
0: very interesting. We'll Uh, say always. Yeah, he's not. He's I mean, he's fantastic on the mic. He could be talking about, I don't know, his gym in Seattle. It's still fun.
1: Kev, you would love this. They burn through, like,
0: six matches in an hour and ten minutes. I do like this about Submission Underground. As opposed to, and I, I, well, we reference Flow Grappling. You ever tried to watch a fight to win card? You ever just tried to watch your friend who's fight 31 of 39 and find them on the card? It's uh, not easy. So, I do appreciate the punctuality of oh submission underground i can catch i can speed watch this in an hour yep and
1: i think that pace is always easy and fun to appreciate with the short periods that you see and you know getting those two periods to really watch people do their craft it's it's interesting and there are a few throws that were super fun to watch and the guys seem game and it it's very interesting i may reach out to a couple of those guys to interview them because I'm intrigued to hear what their thoughts on it. I want to see if they even watched any part of the submission underground because we're seeing these things come together. For example, uh, Nikki Ryan is going to get a match with a high profile wrestler. Now, Kev, ask me what the rules of the match
0: are. One of them is blindfolded. The other is delicately placed in the cage silently so he doesn't know where he's coming from. Then a noise starts to go, and it's like a CIA black site. They really crank up the horrible torture Electro, and we just see who walks out of the match and who becomes a crying mess. A lot more thought went into yours. It's just a jiu-jitsu match, so fuck yourself, wrestling dude. Yeah, (laughs) go fuck yourself. Godspeed, wrestler.
1: (laughs) So what I would tell you is this, Kev. It's, you know, you want competitive matches and maybe there might be some compelling matches we're seeing a lot of people who i mentioned this on air um we don't know if they're gonna have a wrestling season for their sport in colleges so you know we can assume they
0: will not because if football was any indication and i know wrestling's smaller but it just spreads like with just the worst possible environment for this it's
1: also very hard to convince people this is like socially distanced like tennis where you go, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. They're breathing on each other near around each other. That's fine. Whatever. Yes. You are I inside can... each other in wrestling mm-hmm. basically. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, um, lots of potential in that one. I'm intrigued to see what they do with it. There is a certain element that I do wonder what it would look like with the crowd again, but for the time being, I think it slices very nicely into their where in a silo somewhere. We just are doing this on our own. You have no idea where the fuck it is.
0: I do like and that. Pump in crowd noise. Take away from the NBA bubble. Don't be afraid. Just get yeah. a little. We will. We will choke you.
1: <laughs> I think one of the jokes that we've said, if we do uh, a little bit of a take of the WWE BJJ stuff is the WWE has made their fan wall, their Thunderdome, by the way, is what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. And they have fans who are watching the event live that they plaster yeah, all on teams.
0: Yeah. The NBA does that too.
1: Yeah. I mean, wrestling does it better, but anyway, <laughs> I just think if we were to do that for WWE BJJ, it would be pretty incredible to have like two cracked iPads, <laughs> like <laughs> a really bad, like eighties TV in the background. And just some people who have no clue that they're on there anymore. They it just would go, be, oh,
0: wow. maybe good cross promo for our, commentary sides we do to get on them and just have like a little sign that's like, tune in to Facebook. (laughs) I just send them to let (laughs) people know, hey, we're here too. I definitely know that a couple of my
1: my wrestling friends, they hit me up and they go, oh, did you hear about this? And I said, yeah. And they go, yeah, I signed up. I said, oh, okay, good for you. And then I immediately after, you just mentioned that right now, I go, oh, I should have fucking done that and worn a verbal tap shirt. Fuck. Damn it.
0: Maybe next time. Yeah. Well the UFC's not doing it yet, that's for sure. <laughs> like fuck that. Uh, overall, what do you grade the event? Um,
1: I'm a hard grader so I I would say B with a asterisk of let me hear the commentary because I feel like there still needs to be explaining it a little bit more. Uh, we brought on a fan to do commentary, by the way, which, uh, was an interesting experiment because somebody was like, I can commentate. And I was like, let's see it. And you know what? They tried and they're a fan of our show, so they understand our way of doing it, but it's so much easier to talk in the comment sections. And when you'd ask him to do one thing, he would do another and you'd be like, that's not what I asked you to do. So there's a little, a a beacon of timing that you have to have on these things. And you got to nourish it, you got to figure it out. But I like seeing how people react live time to doing what we just do week in and week out. But one thing they did say was they were like, you know, I just want to see bigger names. And I said, you know, there's something to building up a roster. Because Submission Underground arguably might have done more for Craig Jones than even EBI did. Like, ADCC obviously put Craig on the map. But Chill has practically been calling Craig Jones, the next coming of Jesus in every one of those episodes. And now they're building Mason to get a following that that man has been working very hard to build. You also see people like uh, Roberto getting a very big place to display his jiu-jitsu. Gio, I know, is always talking about how much uh, his brother loves it. Richie's always on those cards. So there is an appeal of those guys who tend to go on that show. And I would tell you, a lot of those undercurrent guys uh, keep coming back and back and back. So it would be good to see them continuously brought on. But don't overlook the idea of building some of those wrestling stars so that they get their time to shine. And then maybe, I don't know, something real dumb, you develop new
0: talent. And you at least uh, keep people guessing give them a little something to look at, add a little, because we don't have that in grappling where it's like they're going to be doing a leg locks only match or welcome to throws only first takedown wins. Like we don't have any of the Greco Roman or freestyle or those types of, so it's a fun mix. Like I imagine eventually it'll just be like, well, if this worked, we'll do submission underground and, you know, chill crunch the numbers I assume and just kind of Mm -hmm. figure out what makes sense. But I, I applaud the effort, especially right now. Why not? Yep. There's very little grappling to be had online and right now if ever and I know Brandon McCatherine's doing something where he's trying to do like a a grappling league where it's like a mm. round robin type style we're almost accidentally there. I mean yep. from flow being as as uncreative as possible <laughs> just taking 0% chance you guess this Kevin <laughs> and taking jails it's like well We've got three people at the party. There aren't that many grapplers. It's just really funny and misguided right now. Negative 3% chance it's lowered. Yeah, unless then. You're, it's a negative 4% chance you guessed this. It's like somebody already said it. What? <laughs> okay, 3%. Are you ready to swing over and uh, nightcap what we already did several hours on Saturday? Yep. Anthony Smith got his ass kicked by oh. Mr. Icky. It wasn't close. And now Rakek's saying he deserves the title shot, which led me to think, who's got the title currently in the (laughs) heavyweight division? took me a minute.
1: (laughs) Yes, we did just settle that a couple weeks ago. Um, Well, there's some internal fighting amongst who should get it. There's, you know, John Bones Jones is making his case that he should just automatically – Go wherever he wants to go. Obviously, you know, there are some things that we'll have to figure out here, but I'll tell you this. I think the first and foremost thing is I would like to see Stipe versus Francis. Well, and yet, Ray Kicks John, John light Jones, heavyweight, though. First I know. So. Oh, okay. But here's the idea even though he's light heavy, people still are invoking the name of John Jones.
0: Well, I, I, and I'm about to do something so stupid. I can't even believe I'm about to do it. I'm like, but John Jones said, right? It's like, wait, hold on. What am I talking about? John Jones doesn't mean he's on quaaludes at the time. He doesn't know what he's saying. It's like, yeah. uh, he has, he has the same. John dealer. Jones says a lot of things, kids. <laughs> <laughs> and that's crack that he smoking right there. So just
1: letting you kids know that. Um, okay. So that's the heavyweights and John Jones is inserting himself into there. Now we go to light heavy, and you're gonna see Dom
0: Reyes. There we go. That. Well, I'd watch. Da- I'd watch Dom Reyes versus Rekic, but Rekic is a force because Anthony Smith does not get handled like that, he got handled like that. If you watch the fight, I mean, whoa, it was bad. It was brutal. I don't. I don't foresee watching someone handle somebody like that. But Serbs, you got to just be very careful. The man's from Serbia and. You know, talk about being distanced. They don't. They don't have the uh, same nightlife to keep them <laughs> entertained. Robbie Lawler also got his ass kicked. And speaking of people that are maybe in that, did they retire? Didn't they? Mm-hmm. Can we call this the BJ Penn zone? Just name it for respect. Respect. Yeah. Lawler's in the BJ Penn zone. We're not loving what we see. Neil Magney you know, pretty handedly won the decision um surpasses a major milestone in the u f c with just wins in this division um unbelievable in in my uh my estimation we did we had grosso really rock kim in a what we thought was a slightly closer fight than the judge's decision, but when you get the takedown late and it's already a close match where you're peppering somebody up and getting some good swings in, that's what it takes. So I'm just doing my decision sweep through <laughs> through all these before yeah. I start getting to uh, – because, you know, Cummins won. But we have Ricardo Lamas, the, the bounty hunter himself, gets a win over Algeo. Then again – This was a lot of decisions. Maybe this is like why I was complaining these fights were seven hours long. But (laughs) Mm -hmm. Kasangane beat Pitolo. Zach Cummins gets a decision over De De Chico. Oh, that takes me back to a real Coneheads moment. But de Chirico. (laughs) Chirico. Which BT-dubs. Fun fight and credit to
1: Ricardo. He is essentially, I think, de facto retired. He was kind of like leading to it. He might come back, but we'll see. But yes, Zach Cummings, friend of the show, picks up a win. Very pleased for him.
0: And then, Kev, we've got four submissions. Four though, and I Four straight submissions. Super this mm-hmm. is ama- uh, Bruce Lee, Caseras gets a rear naked choke in round one, which is effing impressive. Brady. No, wait, not Tom, though, right? Just making sure. Nope. Brady gets the win over Christine Aguilera with a guillotine mm. choke. One of my all time favorites to watch anyone anyone get. But that was also like a, he had been beating him up a little bit and got the guillotine. So we'll call that like, we got to come up with something like that, like hybrid, like mm. hybrid strikes to submission. <laughs> if they're not going to call it a verbal tap, we're surely the world's open. Then we have Viana getting an armbar over Whitmire. Which was a pretty sick arm bar. Again, a round one. Like these are all round one, round two. It's so funny to start with four submissions and then that's it. The rest are decisions. Yeah. And I watched this one, but the rear naked joke of Martin over Cipher's. Raph, get away from your your ears. Ah, ah! screamed <laughs> in her opponent's ear, and I'm here for it. I love it. People do not get jacked enough when they get a submission. Um, I would border it on a verbal tap based off of the the visceral fear I felt in that moment. Um, but overall, fun night of fights.
1: Yeah, I was pleased. I mean, it's hard to keep that momentum going. You always look around and you go, there's been four straight really fun submissions.
0: Put your seatbelt on, referees. Oh, You're about to about go to work. <laughs>
1: about to get really dicey the fight gods won't be this kind to us we're gonna get into some boring fights soon or i think in this case it was less that it was boring as much as it was i don't really want to watch anthony smith make some bad choices i don't really want to watch robbie lawler take his fourth straight loss Uh, okay that was the last part of our evening too was sitting through that and going it was all going so nice and uh this is this is not nice this is this is mean this is a bad bad stranger danger i don't like it so it was uh you know i mean i had fun otherwise i thought it was uh something that was interesting to kind of watch it progress and do its thing so yeah i mean kev listen it's going to be interesting to see what they do with anthony smith cuz he says he has some decisions to make and i think When you mention what's going to happen in those different divisions, he's talking about light heavyweight. And, you know, I wonder where he thinks he wants to go. It's definitely going to be opposite of where Craig Jones is. But I think he was looking at that difference between 205 and 185. And he's like, I just don't want to do that life. So when he says he has some tough decisions to make, we will be very interested to see how that plays. And, of course – you know, Jan Blackowitz is also waiting for Dom Reyes, so that's how that light heavyweight's going to play out as well. So there's no real easy answers to any of this. I would just tell you, we're just going to see what's going to happen, though.
0: And I really – there is some things heating up. I have complaints about how much the UFC and ESPN are milking some of these cards. They could mm-hmm. really do some things to speed it up. Um and I don't know why they, they just seem so uncreative. It's like, could you just for shits and grins, could you do like a one-round 10-minute fight? Like a one-round 15-minute fight? That would be <laughs> awesome. I don't know. I, mean, I get it. It's not uh, maybe sanctioned or part of it. But if you're going to do this many fights and make us sit through eight hours of an event, just throw something in that's not another three-round fight. Announced by Bruce and his banging purple jacket. Rap. it was a tremendous weekend for your coverage. Go tune into the Grappling Hour. Go tune into you and I's hilariousness on Saturday night. I joined for the main card, and we had some fun.
1: Yeah. Kevin was very, very on that day, and I would tell you guys, I think it's one of those fight companion weekends where – you know, there's good stuff to commentate. There's new stuff. We have never experienced a wrestling underground. We got to commentate in that real time version of that. It was cool to see the 17th edition of Submission Underground, their fourth or fifth version since the pandemic started. And I think they they kind of have their nice little niche. And dare I say, Kev, I think they have the momentum right now. I agree. I, I don't know what the numbers are They're with in the everybody else. But like if we're doing a quick little thing of who has been writing that nice EBI momentum, it's definitely not a lot of other people. And I know there are some people who want to compete for that momentum, but at the very least, when Submission Underground puts together some of those main events where you go, what the fuck is that about? But then you see the undercard and you go, oh, well, that undercard did give us, say, Crowlinston hmm, and PJ. Okay, yeah, that works. Good for them. That's awesome. I would say kudos to them. Now, I will let you guys know we will give our best to Josh Starlord LeDuc, but for the love of God, get new commentators. And we say that with kindness because we know him personally, but yikes. You say that it with event,
0: kindness. I say nothing but with hostility towards him. And I wasn't listening. So I, I'm only picking back on your opinion. I just want to make sure if I were to be giving it, it would be hostile. Just know it's right. And <laughs>
1: Some of the people who are in the comment section just reminded me of how stupid you start to wonder people can be like you ever show up at a news article and you look at the comment section and you just have a moment where you go, what does this person do all day? Like, who is this person? Are they an accountant at a firm that they hate and then they just go, oh. I just can't wait to feel alive and tell somebody how much I hate Taylor Swift. It's kind of like that, but for grapplers and half the time when I show up, like I'm always astounded. So when people are commenting about jujitsu, are these guys butt scooting? And you go, oh my God, we're going to have a bunch of this, aren't we? (laughs) Okay. And the commentators not helping makes it for a weird visual presentation. Otherwise... Huge kudos to Keith Kikorian. Huge kudos to Quentin Rosenzweig. I will be talking with both of them this week, and I'm very pleased because both of them won. Quentin beat a very prominent individual, uh, Kieran Jacobs, who I believe is was the uh, catch wrestling champion, which now makes Quentin Rosenzweig it. And uh, Keith had a very impressive win over Jordan Holy. So uh, that was a fun little tournament that they put together. And, uh, I'm happy for them, and I'm glad that they got the opportunity to do it. And it is weird because they were also – like everything was in something they weren't supposed to be. Joshua Sabatero was in a professional wrestling ring. So everybody just switches locations like it's a Street Fighter background where all of a sudden I was like, is there going to be a car in back that they beat up in between rounds? Because I'm kind of okay with that too.
0: Well, you heard it here. We had a blast with the people watching along Saturday night. Shout out to Megan. Shout out to Dane. Shout out to Senor Alcamento. It was a lovely time, and we, we really enjoy the feedback and people, <laughs> including. I don't know why I wore the deepest V-neck anyone's ever had, but please tune in because the fans sure let me know about it. And no one was more in agreement with them than me by the end of the night. I started out like trying to be modest and cover it. and Next time, I I swear to fans, I'll cover up a little bit. Even I thought it was too far. That'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and Wakanda forever.